Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we ask that you open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to the words that you've prepared for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So when my wife and I got married, uh, we got married at St. Benedict's because she wanted a really long aisle to walk down and just really soak in that moment. Uh, But when she was walking down, she was using her mother's veil. And her mom had a very traditional veil. Um, It had... It was two parts, one that obviously was in the back, and then one that flipped forward over her face. And, and some brides today do that, um, but typically then when they get to their father, their father unveils them and then they walk up to their husband-to-be. But Landis wanted to wait, so her father didn't unveil her when they got to the front. She walked up to meet me, and through the entire ceremony, she was veiled. And so I could only see glimpses of her beauty beneath that veil until the moment when we were proclaimed husband and wife and I got to kiss her. And so I unveiled her and there she revealed her beauty to me. Or so I thought that was all the beauty. We walked down that aisle, husband and wife into the valley of life. And through the ringer, really, actually, um, she slowly revealed more and more of herself. Whether it be we went through something personal or familial, spiritual, emotional, financial, whatever. Whatever situation arose, she would slowly show more glimpses of the beautiful person that she is. Not just an external beauty, but internal as well. And we see that in our readings today. We see that God is slowly showing glimpses and unveiling himself to people. Uh, First, in our Exodus reading, he is unveiling himself to Moses. And our reading was from chapter 34. In chapter 33, if we go back one, this is where Moses asks to see all of God's glory. And God said, I'm too glorious for you. I can't grant you that. But what I can do is I will pass by you. And I'll hide you in in the cleft of a rock. And I'll put my hand over you and I'll pass. And you can see the back of me. As my glory passes before you. And then we get here to chapter 34, which we read today, which Paul read for us. And Moses is on Mount Sinai before the Lord. And the Lord is revealing himself to Moses. And Moses transforms. Moses changes because he's in the presence of the Lord. Moses' face starts to glow, basically, and reflect the light of God, the glory of God. So much so that when he comes down the mountain into the valley, the people are afraid. And so they ask him to veil his face. And then he goes back into the Lord, and when he's in the presence of the Lord, he unveils himself. Because we can be who we are in front of God when we come before him in repentance, as Moses did. And it changes us. 
And then we look at our gospel reading and we look at Peter, James, and John and Jesus taking them up on the Mount of Transfiguration. And remember, they've been with Jesus this whole time. They've seen him do miracles. They've seen him heal people. They've seen him feed 5,000, 4,000. They've seen him walk on water, all of it. Those were just glimpses. And Jesus unveils himself yet again on top of this Mount of Transfiguration, where he appears glowing white, better than any bleach. With Moses, Jesus fulfills the law. Moses gave the law. Jesus fulfilled the law. He's the fulfillment of the law. With Elijah and the prophets, the prophets that spoke of Jesus to come, he's the fulfillment of the prophets. And then we hear God the Father speak, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. The Son of God, Jesus unveiling himself to his disciples. And Peter gets so excited. He's like, yeah, let's stay here. We're going to build tents. We're going to stay here. We're going to camp out. This is great. And Jesus says, no, no. We read Mark 9, 9. And it says, they were coming down the mountain into the valley. And Jesus charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the son of man had risen from the dead. Here they were having this mountaintop experience, and now it's time to go into the valley. And the disciples had no idea what that meant. They weren't prepared for what Jesus knew was coming for him, because as he comes down the mountain of transfiguration, he's walking right into the valley of his suffering and death. And as we go through our life, we walk through that valley too. And wow, did I walk through a valley this past week. <laughs> I, didn't, I, was, I was telling God I didn't need a sermon explanation. I could have pulled from anywhere. He didn't have to make it like this past week that happened. But here it is. This, so Sunday evening, last Sunday evening, I got about two and a half hours sleep because one of my dogs got really sick, and she was up all night throwing up. Now, mind you, Landis is gone. Landis is my wife. So she's gone. She's with our son. So I'm by myself, and our dog is up all night getting sick. So much so that, I mean, I won't call it waking up because I pretty much was up all night. Before I left for work that morning, I needed to steam clean my carpet sick, like really bad. So I'm steam cleaning my carpets. I have an 8 o'clock meeting, I do a Bible study with one of the UE students at 8 o'clock 8 o'clock on Monday mornings at honeymoon, and I'm like, okay, I, I cleaned the carpets, got her in her kennel, I'm like, yes, okay, it's going to be fine. I go out to my car, and I look at my front right tire, and our front left tire, and I'm like, wait a minute, it looks a little low. I probably drove over something, and as I'm inspecting it, no, I hit one of those southern Indiana potholes it took a big chunk out of my tire. And when I say chunk, I mean I could see the steel wires of my tire. So I'm like, okay, I can't drive that. So I get into the other car. I drive down. I, before I did that, I texted the student. I'm like, hey, I'm running about five minutes late, but I'll be there. 
I get there. The barista's like, what can I get you? I'm like, I need a double shot espresso because that's how my morning's going. She's like, okay, that'll be $3. I'm like, great. And I'll, and I reach back for my wallet and in all the chaos, I didn't have my wallet. So I'm like, okay, thankfully I did have my phone. So I pay for my, for my coffee with my phone, go sit down. Bible study was great and went to, um, get in the car, drive over to church get ready to do some work over there, pull into my parking spot. I go to reach for my coffee. I'm like, oh man, it's not there. I must've left it at, you know, at, at honeymoon. And so I get out, shut the door. And as I'm walking around the car, I noticed I didn't leave it at honeymoon. I left it on top of my car because there's coffee cascading down the back. Talk about, and that, y'all, that was just Monday. It did not, it, it did not go up very much from there. Talk about a valley. And I know that you all have the same kind of experiences that you can draw from. But as Jesus and his disciples walk through that valley coming off that Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus was with them. Even though they didn't understand what was going to happen, they didn't understand what had to happen, he was with them. When we go through a valley in our life, Jesus is with us. He does not leave us. We see glimpses of him. And I saw glimpses of him in that. I don't know how my tire didn't blow, quite honestly. I credit that to God, a glimpse of his protection. I don't know how that I forgot my wallet, quite frankly, (laughs) but... Luckily, I had my phone. I could, I could pay for my coffee with my phone. And it, I mean, and as detrimental as spilling coffee is for me, if you know me, you know I, coffee is, is very important to me. It was just coffee. And I had coffee in my office. God provided that for me, too. And those are kind of trivial glimpses. But he's getting ready as a season that we're getting ready to enter into. To not just give us trivial glimpses, but really unveiling who he is. Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. So we're getting ready to enter the valley of the season of Lent, where we look upon our sinfulness and we reflect on why Jesus had to do what he had to do. Why he had to suffer and die for us. We reflect on that valley moment And as we go through the season, we remember, we remember his glory and his majesty and his love for us. And we look through the season of Lent. And as we look through it, we stop first at Good Friday. And Luke, Luke has this to say about the experiences on Good Friday. Luke chapter 23, verses 44 through 47. Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. The veil 
was torn in two. That veil that separated the holy place from the holy of holies, where the presence of God dwelt, at Jesus' death was torn in two. There need not be separation anymore between God and his people through Jesus Christ. So, what implication does that have for us? As we go through our valley... Well, we look at scripture. God reveals himself to us through his word. He reveals himself as we dig in to scripture. He reveals himself through the sacraments, through baptism. When we become part of God's family through the water and God's word. 2 Corinthians 3.16 says this, When one turns to the Lord... As one is turned to the Lord in our baptism, the veil is removed. Now, we're not celebrating today, but God also unveils himself and reveals himself through the Lord's Supper. As he unveils himself through the bread and wine, and we receive the very body and blood of Jesus Christ. So that he can abide with us and we can abide in him. And as we take these unveilings and we take Good Friday and we look through Good Friday, we see that Jesus finally unveils himself in all his glory on Easter. When he's risen from the dead and he reveals himself to Mary Magdalene and says, Go, tell the others. And we look through that and we see that that is our hope too. We start at this mountaintop experience of our baptism and becoming children of God. And then we're in the valley where God sustains us and walks with us as we go through the struggles and perils of our life. And he reveals himself and unveils himself through scripture and through Holy Communion as he sustains us through our journey, through our walk. And we're not alone. He is with us just as he was with the disciples. But unlike the disciples, we have, we have hope and we know where this is going to end. And it's going to end not just with Jesus' resurrection, but back up with our own. Because when we're in Christ, that is our ending too. A hope and a future of our resurrection with glorious bodies. That when we can be with him forever. I think 2 Corinthians 3 sums this up perfectly. It says this. With unveiled face, beholding the glory of God, we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. From one degree of glory Yes, we are changed, just like Moses was changed. We are changed in our baptism when we become part of God's family. And he continues to change us through the Holy Spirit as we, as we delve into Scripture and we continue to worship and partake of the Lord's Supper. We're continually being transformed into someone who's more Christ-like until that final day when we are finally transformed for good into our resurrected and glorious bodies. 
with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory, that which we're currently experiencing now as the Holy Spirit changes us for another, our glorious resurrection as Jesus, the firstborn of the resurrected, to be with him in a new heaven and a new earth forever. So as we go through our lives, and as we are walking through that valley, let us never forget that we are not alone, that the Holy Spirit is with us, shaping us, transforming us, so that we can reflect, just like Moses did, the glory of God to those around us. And may we never forget that that is not the end. Our ultimate end is our glorious resurrection through Jesus to be with him forever in the new heaven and the new earth. That is our hope, brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, we hold on to that promise. Amen.